Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 168, Dealing with Outside Factors When Turkey Hunting. And I am your host and the guy who is smiling, smiling big, because we are 63 days, 10 hours, 21 minutes, and 34 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. All right, I have to admit there's one other reason why I'm smiling big. And if you listen to this show for any length of time, then you know this is coming. Roll Tide. Congrats to my Crimson Tide football team for yet another national championship. Monday night, that was a heck of a game. And as much as the Alabama fan in me was disappointed in my team's play in the first half, the college football fan in me truly appreciates how well the Bulldogs played in that same first half. Georgia's defensive domination in that half was really and truly the cause of Alabama's frustration and lack of production. Overall, I personally was entertained for over four hours watching the game. I was disappointed for about half of that time and elated at the end, and I'm still elated. You know, if you've pledged allegiance to either of those two teams or just love to hate one of them, then you understand that four-hour emotional roller coaster. It's a lot like the sport of turkey hunting, isn't it? Good times. We're going to move on, but before I do... I can't forget to congratulate the dogs on a great season. The football future in Athens, Georgia right now, is a very bright one. And I also have to thank one other football program and fan base before I move on. A truly heartfelt and special thank you goes out from me to the Auburn Tigers. If your team had not beat my favorite team during the regular season and then gone to Atlanta and lost to Georgia in the SEC championship game, then it would have been my team's badly injured defense that most likely would have gone to Atlanta and gotten spanked by the dogs in that SEC championship game. Instead, the Tide got an extra week off to heal and rest, made it to the playoffs anyway, And it all worked out for the best in the end. That may be the first time I have ever thanked Auburn football fans for anything. And it's probably eating them up a little bit on the inside as well. Today is a historic day. Now, let's move on to talk some turkey. 
I received a question on the website last week from Levi Fisher. Actually, I'm going to go back and touch on this one more time. You guys know I love all of you. I don't care if you're an Auburn fan or not. You're still part of the Turkey Hunter family, and I have to take you as you are. Even if you're a misguided Auburn fan or a misguided Georgia fan, I still love you. Okay, getting back to this. I received a question on my website last week from a listener named Levi Fisher. And I kind of indirectly answered Levi's question in last week's show about the delayed double. But I want to take a few minutes today to answer Levi's question directly because it's a question that I get asked a few times each year. And if I'm getting asked this same question a few times each year, then obviously a lot of you guys have the same question. So here is what Levi asked on the website. I hunt a 94-acre piece of land that is 90% cow pasture. The neighbors own the wooded lot that surround the pasture and do not allow me to hunt it. Last year, I had a couple of big toms come within shooting range, but had a malfunction with my gun and was not able to harvest a tom. I know that there are turkeys on this land, but last year the cows were away from where I was hunting. This year, the cows will be in the pasture that I will be hunting. What is your take on turkeys going into a pasture with cows on it? Do the cows change the pattern of the turkeys, or do the cows really not bother the turkeys? Thanks for your support and help, Levi. Now, if you remember last week's show, that story I shared with you guys answers Levi's question indirectly in that that particular hunt took place on land that has cows on it almost year-round. My experience with hunting property that has cattle on it is this. I don't mind it at all. In fact, I've kind of grown to love hunting field turkeys over the past three years or so. I've learned through a lot of the guests on this show how decoying and fanning can be used to my advantage. But I'm talking about hunting field turkeys, not hunting turkeys surrounded by cows. Nervous, curious crazy acting cows. I don't think that cows being in a pasture necessarily bother turkeys. I think they bother us, especially given the fact that they are curious and that that's just more eyeballs that we have to try to defeat. So what I have noticed in hunting property that has cows on it is when I enter the field with the cows in it, they're very nervous about my approaching them and they nervously get out of the way. As I walk past them, they usually will just kind of get into a line behind me and follow me, or they'll just go on about their business and continue eating. If they follow me, and it's not unusual that that happens, usually once I get into an area and I sit down after I'm there for about 10 or 15 minutes, the cows get bored and they move on. So, The cows can mess you up, Levi, but if you'll be patient and just let them go on about their business, then I think you'll find that those cows are really not going to be an issue for you at all. Those turkeys in that area are used to seeing those cows. They're used to being around those cows. And in fact, turkeys will get into those cow pastures and kind of scratch around in those cow patties a little bit and eat some of that new grass that's coming up, or they'll turn over a patty and eat the little beetles underneath there. So 
cows being in a cow pasture can actually provide a food source for wild turkeys. And I know we don't want to think about wild turkeys eating anything that comes out of cow poop, but they do. So Levi, don't sweat the cows too much. I do recommend that you scout that property several times before season starts to see where those birds are coming into the field or the pasture and where they are leaving that pasture. You also want to know the times that they're doing that, how many there are, the number of hens, the number of gobblers and jakes. And don't forget that trail cameras can do some great scouting for you when you are not there. Just be careful of the cows messing with your camera. So you guys know that about 45 days ago, I spent a couple of days with Jeff Buds down in Florida, and he was showing me some pictures from one of his trail cameras that he had up where he had, I think, four Osceola longbeards coming into a particular area every day. And one of the days while I was there, he's showing me pictures of the turkeys, pictures of the turkeys, pictures of the turkeys, and then all of a sudden, right in the camera, you see a cow's face. The very next picture from that same camera was pointed in a completely different direction than the camera was pointed before the cow's face came into the viewfinder on that camera. So that cow had messed up his camera, pointed it in the wrong direction. So keep that in mind when you're setting up those trail cameras that the cows can mess with them. So you want to be careful of that. And the other thing about the trail cameras on fields like that is that you probably want to get one of those trail cameras that can take pictures at program times. Those are perfect for larger fields or pastures. And since those birds don't have to be within a certain distance from the camera, oftentimes you can get pictures of birds that are farther away, even on the other side of the pasture, that a motion sensor camera would not take. In addition to that, those motion sensor cameras they take a lot of pictures of cows when there's cows in that pasture. So one of those cameras that'll take either a picture or a burst of pictures at a specific time that you program it to do that, that's the ticket. That's the way to go with the trail camera over there. Okay, so, you know, since we're on the subject of things beyond our control, like cows, while we're turkey hunting, let's talk about a few more. Obviously. There are a million things that can go wrong during a turkey hunt that we have no control over. Outside factors like predators, hens stealing away our toms, neighbors who are noisy, or neighbors who are hunting the property line, other hunters if we're hunting public land. And this sounds crazy, but just to go to prove the point that there are outside factors we have no control over that affect our hunts, I've got two buddies who had a turkey hunt get messed up one morning by a helicopter that came into the area spraying herbicide on a cutover. They were working a bird on the edge of a cutover and a helicopter comes in to spray herbicide and when they come in to spray they come in low and spray and they scared off the wild turkey that these guys were hunting. So that kind of stuff happens. And I'm going to talk about a few of these and tell you how I've handled them in the past, whether I did good or bad. We never know when something similar may happen to us, and these quote-unquote case studies may be helpful for us. 
So let's talk predators first. I think I would be amazed to know how many hunts I've had affected by predators stalking the turkey that I'm trying to call in. I'm guessing the number is great, but I bet that I'm underestimating the real figure. And of course, there is no way for me to ever know what that number is for sure. I only know about the predators that I've called in or just seen in the woods. But one would probably think that if I'm calling in predators two or three times each season for the limited amount of time that I'm in the woods, then a wild turkey hen or gobbler has to be calling in three or four times the number of predators that I'm calling in. Now, when I see a predator while I'm turkey hunting, I always struggle with the decision of shoot it or don't shoot it. And I've let some predators walk without shooting them because I felt like I had a good chance to kill a turkey despite the predator's presence. In some of those hunts, I've even gotten up and scared off the predator without scaring the turkey that I was hunting in the process. And if I feel like I can do that, and again, if I feel like I have a chance with that turkey, then I will scare that predator off so that that predator does not mess up my turkey hunt. Now, if I don't think that I can move and scare the predator off without spooking the turkey, then in the past, I've normally just sat still and watched and hoped for the best. But as I'm talking about this now, I wonder if the better approach is not to just go ahead and ruin the predator's hunt by scaring the turkey off. I don't recall the best case scenario that I hoped for while sitting still watching a predator go after my turkey has ever worked. Usually the turkey ends up getting spooked and running or flying away by the predator anyway. So rather than take the risk of having that predator actually catch the turkey, maybe I should just get up and scare the turkey off anyway or take a shot at that predator in that case. Now with all that said, I've seen turkeys spot predators off in the distance and just stand motionless, waiting on that predator to leave the area until the turkey felt comfortable that the predator was not an immediate threat to them. And then they carried on with their normal routine. So I think with predators, we have to consider how that turkey may perceive the threat of that predator. Is it an immediate threat? In other words, is that predator pretty close to the turkey? Or is it a threat that the turkey doesn't see as an immediate threat if maybe the turkey is watching a coyote or a fox or a bobcat on the other end of an 80-acre field or pasture? Now, one other thing to keep in mind is that if you see your tom get spooked and separated from his hens by a predator, then keep an eye on where that tom went and go after him. If he's by himself, he's going to get lonely. Male turkeys don't like to be lonely in the early spring. They're used to having female company. And when he gets lonely, he's likely to get vocal soon afterwards. And that is when you need to be in the area where you can hear him when he gets vocal and be ready to go after him. So really, we just have to use our judgment when it comes to having our turkey being hunted by a predator. I think that if the turkey that we're hunting is truly being hunted by that predator, then we're probably better off eliminating that predator and sitting still and quiet afterwards to see if we've scared the turkey off. We may not have. 
So in that case, we just have to pay attention to what's going on around us. And you know, 15 to 30 minutes later, start back with some soft calls and see if you don't hear some spitting and drumming or even a gobble. My experience is that if turkeys are spooked by a noise that's some distance from them, like a shotgun shot, then sometimes they'll just stay in the area but be very quiet until they process what happened and determine that it is not a threat to them. And we can benefit from that if we'll hang out in that area and be patient for a little while. Okay, another outside factor that probably affects the outcome of more hunts than predators do is... All right, that's all that I've got for you guys for the free portion of today's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you'd like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then text the word Turkey Hunter, one word, no spaces, to the number 44222. Once you do that, I will text you back and ask you to respond with only your email address. And when you do that, I will email you a link that you can click on to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Becoming a subscriber is easy and it's very inexpensive. It's $12 for a year and it will get you the premium content for this week's episode, all of the premium content in past episodes, and all of the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well. So, this is something that with turkey season coming up, you're not going to want to miss out on. We're going to have some great topics and have some great guests on the show, and I know that you guys are going to want to hear all of that. So go ahead and subscribe today so you don't miss out on anything. Okay, so I have a favor that I'm going to ask of you this week, and it's going to sound a lot like last week's favor. And that's because it is last week's favor. So part A of the favor is this. Help me help you. Help me give you the information that you feel like will make you a better turkey hunter. The way to do that is to complete the end of year 2017 Turkey Hunter podcast survey. And you can do that by texting the word HELP2018, H-E-L-P-2018. Text that to the number 44222. Now, once you do that, I'm going to send you some instructions that you need to follow. And eventually, I'll email you the link to the end of year 2017 survey. The survey is short and sweet. It's 10 questions long. It will take you a maximum of about two minutes to complete, but it will do a world of good because it helps me get to know you guys better. And when I know you better, I'm able to give you content that you want and need to hear. So help me out with that survey. That's part A of the favor. Part B of the favor is this. Email me your show topic and suggestion ideas. You can email those to me to andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. Send those to me. I will write them down and work hard to get someone on the show to cover those topics for us so I can help you be more successful in the spring of 2018. And that's it. That's all that I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.